Hey everyone, it's Dr. Keys. Welcome to the Keys to Confidence podcast. I'm here with Shauna, my wonderful office manager, and we are excited to chat about all things skin, beauty, health, wellness, and to help unlock your inner confidence. If you have any questions you would like me to answer on future episodes, send us a DM on Instagram at KeysMD Cosmetic Clinic or email us at info at keysmd.ca and I'll try to answer as many as I can on upcoming shows. If you like what you hear, don't forget to share and subscribe so that you never miss another episode and to help us grow. Now let's get started. Welcome to Keys to Confidence. I am joined today with Dr. Keys. Dr. Keys, how's it going? I'm doing well on yourself. Good. We um, made a pact to start the podcast um, off by asking, by me asking you random questions. Like always. And today's question of the day is, what is your favorite fall drink? PSL. I'm having one right now. You are so basic. <laughs> so basic. PSLs <laughs> are so good, though. You you got me hooked on them, so I have no one to blame but you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love, like, a, anything pumpkin is just so good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and, what's, and what's yours? Um, today, I'm having an Amer- it's a warm Americano with pumpkin cold foam. And a shot of pumpkin spice. It's really good. Um, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about the top myth- myths that surround cosmetic aesthetics. I feel like um, being in this industry, there's been so many questions and we see it and hear it all, all of the time. I feel like it's more of a generational thing than, like I guess, the younger crowd like myself. It's more of your crowd really that have questions about this stuff. Are you saying I'm old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're only like two years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you a few questions on um, like the top myths surrounding this, our aesthetic industry. The first question that I have for you is, is Botox actually extremely painful? <laughs> so painful that's why no one does it that's the least popular procedure out there totally the least (laughs) popular (laughs) uh no absolutely not we use we use such a small needle um it's actually typically an insulin syringe that's used um so very little pain it feels like a little pinching sensation um, almost like a little mosquito bite and that's uh well also because of the results, but it is the most mm-hmm. common and most popular cosmetic procedure out there. Yeah. I've been poked uh, with the needle a couple of times in my <laughs> forehead. And honestly, like I would say on a scale of one to 10, like the, the pain level is like a one it's super fast. And by the end of it, you don't even feel like anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a super quick procedure often what one, one or two minutes to, to do the injections. So, um, yeah, it's very tolerable. Um, pretty much pain-free. This leads (laughs) me into my next question. Botox leads to frozen face looking over the top fake. Is that true? This typically is not true. Um, but I do get this a lot, uh, especially people coming in for their first time. They don't want to look like the celebrities they see on TV California or New York or wherever they're seeing these people, typically that's, um, those are often uh, like facelifts that maybe sometimes are botched or they're overfilled with filler. 
Um, not typically from Botox, uh, if you know what you're doing with it, at least. Sometimes you can get uh, some abnormal brow elevation or brow drop or something like that. Um, some people do actually want the frozen look where they can't really raise their eyebrows or they can't frown at all. Um, I think that's a little less natural. I think a little bit of movement is still, um, is still the best, but, um, everyone has their own preference. Patients can come in to see you and work with you individually and come up with like a customized treatment plan. So they can have a little bit of movement or they can be completely frozen. I guess it's everyone just. It's, yeah, their personal preference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we have some people and they, they come back and, and uh, they have a little bit of movement and they want a little bit more to completely get rid of it. And, I mean, everyone's got their, their preference, like you said. So if that's what they want, usually uh, usually I will I'll deliver. And the nice thing about Botox, too, is if everyone, like if anyone wants to actually try it, they can come in. They try out how many units that you guys discuss. And then if they don't like it at all, the Botox wears off within like three to four months and they don't have to get it ever again. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's another myth too. They'll ask like, if I stop taking this, will my, will my lines get worse than they were you know, before I started? Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but uh, that is not the case. You just go back to, to what you were previously. These days, can anyone administer Botox and give the same results? Well, you would <laughs> you would wonder, right? Yeah. Um, so 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 many people are are administering it, giving giving Botox, and and the regulations really aren't that strict surrounding it. So, um, I would say absolutely not. Uh, there's a, a wide range of experience and education and training uh, between injectors. Uh, right now it's like a one day program for, for providers to, to do training and come out and start injecting people. Um, so yeah, uh, I would say definitely you want to go to an experienced provider, uh, that's had the proper training. For sure. I've talked to a few people that like they've shared their horror stories and I'm just taken back. I can't believe like in this day and age people like anywhere is really administering Botox. And that is like the scariest thing to me. It's your face. It's not like your body, like a body part. Like it's just like people see your face every single day. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're injecting a neurotoxin into someone's face. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely important to know what you're doing and where you're, where you're injecting and, and the facial anatomy. Um, I mean, it's, it's very important. And like I told you, I've, I've had a couple, couple injectors, you ask me, you know, where do you, you put injections for certain things? Like one asked me or showed me, this is where you put an injection for a brow lift. And it was actually where you would put it to drop the brow. So you get, you know, situations like that, which are somewhat, somewhat horrifying. Yeah. Um, pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. And I had another one that said, Oh, you can't really mess up Botox. Um, also a little bit frightening. So yeah, you definitely want to go to someone that's experienced and, and knows what they're doing and and uh, has, like I said, the proper education and training. For sure. And I mean, sometimes like things happen, like you can't always predict if a bra- brow is actually going to drop. I'm sure everyone at this point, I, that girl last year was on um, big on Instagram and TikTok of sharing her story with her brow being completely dropped and then her face 
it almost looked like she had a stroke. Do you remember that girl? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, which is good. And a lot of people wouldn't want to show um, that negative result. But yeah, I think I think it's good for the industry for people to actually know that that can happen and and why you want to go to someone that actually knows what they're doing and didn't take a, a one day program and, and uh, is out injecting people. Yeah, so scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, another question that I I get quite often with patients um, is a full syringe of filler can lead to an overdone look. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I guess it's maybe the price also that throws people off that they think if mm-hmm. I'm spending this much money, I mean, I must be getting a lot. Um, unfortunately this, this, these products aren't cheap. Um, one syringe is one milliliter. So if you think of a a small little teaspoon, that's five milliliters, that's five syringes that would fit into that. So if you spread, if you spread five milliliters over the face, uh, it's a very small amount um, when it's dispersed over, over that area. Right. So, um, so no, definitely not. One syringe is not going to be, uh, look overdone unless you're putting it all in you know, one spot for some people, small lips, putting a full syringe in is probably going to make them look overdone. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're doing that over multiple areas, then uh, one syringe really isn't going to do hardly anything. Yeah. I was going to say that like with one syringe, you would probably, again, depending where you are putting it in the face, you would barely notice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then remember that one patient we had, uh, I did a quarter of a syringe in her lips and it, it they were full. It was yeah. actually, yeah, it was, I was even slightly surprised. I know. I, I think I know that like I, you did that for me too, a quarter of a syringe and it was like, my lips were masses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a little, a little <laughs> mini plum. Really just hydrate, um, hydrates them more than anything. Right. So I know every mm. time a patient leaves with fresh, freshly done lips, I'm like, oh, they look so nice because the the color is perfect. They are so smooth and they just look so good. Right. Yeah. Um, if I get dermal filler, it will leave my skin saggy and wrinkly after it wears off. Is that true? <laughs> maybe if uh, maybe if we're talking about the people in California and New York that are overdone. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> the housewives. Yeah. Yeah. If you're way, way overfilled and your skin is stretched for a long time, that actually could potentially be true. Um, but for the general population, definitely not. Uh, you know, for only putting in a couple of syringes here or there, um, that won't happen. Same with lips. Um, typically, if lips are over overfilled and you dissolve them, they will go back uh, to normal after. It's so sad because, like, I feel like. Well, there was that Kim Kardashian um, interview where she said she didn't really get anything, anything done. Like she was just saying she's never had her lips filled. She's never had her cheeks filled. And she's setting the standard for so many young people to think that's how she looks naturally Mm -hmm. when she just has a really good injector. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many people out there that like, I mean, we, we associate people who are like really overdone with like having a terrible injector and people who are looking like who look like Kim Kardashian with like they don't have an injector at all, but mm-hmm. in reality, you can look good with a little bit of filler without looking overdone. Yeah, absolutely. It just, uh, I guess, it prolongs that more youthful look because um, she's in her early forties. So clearly, you know, everyone everyone at that age has lost some volume here or there. So. Um, yeah, it's just really restoring the volume that's been lost and, mm-hmm. and that can, that can look very natural. For sure. And we see it all the time. Like, I don't think I've never seen a patient walk out of here where they look 
overdone. I've seen it in other places or even just in my daily life where I, I, I look at lips particular, like, because people, what I, I think I notice lips the most on people, mm-hmm. especially if they've had them done. You can always tell like an overfilled, overfilled lips. Yeah, for sure. And that's, I mean, that's kind of a trend right now for some people, which I don't really agree with or think it looks uh, that good, but some people want that overfilled look. Um, I guess they mm-hmm. want people to know that they've had stuff done and, and, um, and uh, yeah, again, it's self-preference, right? Yeah. Teach their own, whatever makes you happy, I guess. Yeah. I always try to educate them and, and talk about the natural look versus the overfilled and, and try to find out why, why they want that look. And mm-hmm. And ultimately they have the the final say as to what they want done. But yeah, I know. I, I think we we always say this, like, who are we to say you can't look this way? Like to us, like our, like we have a certain standard for what would be too much for like our face, but to everyone else, like they, they might enjoy more filler. Yep. Yeah. In the end, you can only educate the patient and then they have the final say, but I, I, I always think more natural is, is better. For sure. Another uh, question that I have is Botox and fillers can be toxic to your body and can potentially harm you. Is this true? Yeah, it's a neurotoxin, so it has to be bad, right? I know. I remember my mom, like when I first started working in this industry, she'd always like make the comment of like rat poisoning or whatever with Botox. (laughs) Like my mom is just like a natural queen. She never... I'm pretty, I'm almost pretty sure she uses Dove soap to wash her face. (laughs) (laughs) There's two types of people, but she, she would never, like she always said like with Botox and stuff. Now she's, I think a little bit more open to it because I do it. But um, yeah, like again, with the rat poisoning or the toxin, people are typically more scared. Yeah. It it sounds, it sounds slightly frightening, but it works like many other drugs and it just basically stops the release of uh, acetylcholine, which helps with muscle contraction. So if you don't have muscle contraction, uh, you can't uh, you can't make those facial expressions that cause the wrinkles, and and that's why they soften. So, no, it's not as bad as it sounds. That's why calling it a neuromodulator is often a little less frightening to to people. Um, for sure. I guess warfarin is the other one that everyone says is rat poison. So, I think uh, you know I hear that pretty much on a daily basis you know if someone's on warfarin especially um you know they say they're taking rat poison so <laughs> yeah definitely no, definitely no rat poison um and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and fillers are safe too i mean it's it's hyaluronic acid we we have it naturally in our body um obviously this is in the natural form but mm-hmm. um it is quite safe but sometimes the body will recognize it as foreign and and um we'll try to um, encapsulate that and, and mm-hmm. uh you know ward it off and and uh, so there's there's definitely risks and complications that can happen with filler, but um, no, it's not it's not poisonous. It's very safe and 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 reversible. Yeah, and like again, going back to going to someone that you trust and that has experience. The next question I have is: since so many clinics offer the same treatments, I should be going to the cheapest one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we see this a lot. Um, I know it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone offers, everyone offers deals, which kind of. Um, uh, what's the? Word? You almost feel guilty of? when people come in and they're like, "Oh, like I saw a sign for somewhere else," and 
I think yeah. working on the back end, we know how much things actually cost and the time that is put into like certain things too that people may not understand as well. Yeah, and I think if if the if the deals are too low, um, I mean, often they're too good to be true, but it also devalues the industry slightly a little bit too, which which I don't agree with uh, with that either. Of course, um, you know we have to have certain standards within our industry, and and uh, I don't know. I, I guess I just don't want to undercut other providers, and and there should be a normal range that we stay within, and I think that's uh, the best for for everyone involved in any any industry really. For sure. Just remembering if a deal is too good, it's probably too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah. And we see that um, there's a chain here in uh, in Canada and their prices and deals are like off the charts and they look really good. But as we've seen several, many, many patients come back and uh, they end up spending more by the time they leave, they end up spending more than they would have if they just went somewhere else. They For sure. On other, other treatments or the deal wasn't what, you know, was advertised or what they thought it was going to be. So yeah, you have to read the fine print and, and uh, know what you're getting yourself into. Some clinics are, are charging less than it would cost me to do it at cost. So um, clearly they're not using Health Canada regulated products. And, uh, and that, that can be an issue too, and, and is less safe and um, less. Yeah, there's so many, yeah, so many issues around, like around that. I think mm-hmm. like even with just like going to a place, it's about the experience too. Like you want the follow-ups, you want um, someone to like to be able to connect with someone and ask questions and whatever else. So I feel like when people come to us, it's more about, it's not even just about getting the injections. It's also about the experience that you get when you're here too. Yeah. Someone that's going to make you feel comfortable and, and safe and, uh, and relaxed. That's not rushing and, and, uh, and you feel confident in, in uh, their experience and what they're doing. Another myth that I hear is that only females get aesthetic treatments done. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I'm, as we're well aware, definitely more females get procedures done. I mean, that's that's the way it is across the board. But definitely it's becoming more popular for men. More men are, are getting involved with it. Um, I guess it's probably like the women maybe 10 years ago where there's a lot of stigma around getting procedures done and they kind of wanted to hide it. And now women are more open to it, but men are starting to come in, but they don't want others to know about it. So you don't see a lot of men coming in and posting about it. Like you might see the females, but uh, it's becoming far more popular. Botox again, it's a, it's a great um, treatment to get people introduced to the field. That's usually the first thing that they're getting done Uh, after that, then just like women, we start losing volume in our face and uh, people want to just look a little bit more natural, a little bit more youthful. And then another one is PRP for the hair that that we see people come in for as well because men typically don't want to lose their hair either. So um, those are probably the three most common things that we treat men men for. A little Botox never hurt anyone. And it's one of those treatments that you just never regret getting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like we were saying earlier, if you don't like it, then you just, after a few months, it wears off. You go back to the way you were before. I think we've covered a lot of the myths that are surrounding the cosmetic aesthetics, but there's obviously a lot more out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's there's many more that we could probably touch on, but we might leave that for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do have any questions, feel free to reach out. 
If you have any questions you would like me to answer on future episodes, send us a DM on Instagram at KeysMD Cosmetic Clinic or email us at info at keysmd.ca and I'll try to answer as many as I can on upcoming shows. If you like what you hear, don't forget to share and subscribe so that you never miss another episode and to help us grow. 